For season three of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine, we partnered with Energer to create 18 episodes centered around creativity, marketing, branding, and innovation. With over 1,000 associates in 21 offices around the globe, Energer is a key member of the Omnicom Group and Omnicom Commerce Group, as well as the commerce arm of TBWA Worldwide. Huge thanks to Energer for helping amplify Black voices and narratives from industry leaders. Well, listen, well, look, I am super excited about it. So we'll definitely jump right on into it. So with that being said, welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. I'm super excited because this is season three. And I know, you know, many people were saying, well, are you going to come back for another season? And the love has just been super awesome. So thank you all so much. On today's show, I have... Um, not even a, I think a friend or, but we're 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 brothers twofold, uh, AFIA. But then even outside of that, Mark, I was doing the math and we actually met in 2017, man. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it, 2017 doesn't. That's five years ago. That's five years ago. Six That's half decade. Coming up on six. Yeah, coming yeah. up on six. So. And, you know, I, I, I always say that even on this podcast, the, the, it's not even feels like guests that I've been having on the show, just like friends and just really having these conversations with so many different people. So I'm excited to introduce our guest uh, today, which is Mark Clinton, the Mark Clinton, shall I say, who is a photographer with a particular focus on not only editorial, commercial, and documentary projects, but so many, so much more, which we're going to dive into. Um, since leaving his tech job in 2017, as I mentioned, that's when we met. Mark has really been on um, an amazing journey as um, one of um, I like to think one of the main photographers uh, that is really capturing uh, the essence of the Black experience and beyond, uh, but really making sure that he's going out of his way through storytelling, which is uh, by making sure that it's multifaceted, capturing joy, the triumph, the pain uh, in between. Mark's um, credits include Apple, Time Magazine, The New Yorker, Netflix, New York Magazine, Vogue, Essence, Joe Biden 2020 campaign. I mean, talk about we did it, Joe. We did it, Mark. Welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. How are you doing? Wow, what an introduction. I'm intimidated by myself uh, after hearing you introduce me in that way. I'm, I'm doing well this morning. How are you? Oh, man, bro, I'm, I'm doing amazing. And I mean, like I said, man, we, we met in 2017. And who, who, who would have thought you know, just just the journey that you have been on has just been truly beautiful. And I think one of the things that I have always admired about you is your consistency. I mean, I remember the first time that we met, we met on, we just sitting down on the couch chatting and you basically were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my job to, to do this full time. And that was it. That was like, <laughs> that, that was, there was that, I, I never felt a period that's strong um, in my life. But for the people at home, welcome to a dose of black joint caffeine. Is there anything I missed that you would love to share with them? 
No, but I remember that first conversation and I and I told you I'm I'm gonna quit my job and do this full time. And I commend you because you put me right to work. She <laughs> <laughs> said, Oh really? Well, we need some photos taken of some of the panelists. Can you go uh there at noon? I'm like, Yes, I'll do it. Absolutely. So you were you were the first people to give me one of my first gigs. Uh so for that I'm totally grateful. And I, I'll never forget that first conversation uh, down in Boca. So I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that even from then um, and even up until now, I feel like you have been one of the photographers that just has been great at not only pitching yourself, but also pitching concepts and ideas. Um, how did you how did you kind of gain, uh, I guess, the, the skills in order to just know how to pitch when it comes to creative concepts and also collaborating? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, when photography found me in a very unique time in my life, and I think it was a convergence of a, all the different interests that I had over the years that kind of lent itself to photography. So I, I studied graphic design in in uh, college. Well, I didn't study graphic design. I did a lot of graphic design in college. I was designing billboards and buses, and I wanted to get into advertising. Mm. And at the same time, I was a club promoter, so I was able to like put myself out there and 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 throw events for my campus and community. So I graduated, um, got a job in tech, uh, tech marketing. So here I am, I'm making my first briefs and my first pitches and my first deck. So um, when I moved to New York, I worked at you know, AOL Oath Verizon as an account executive. And my job was to sell programmatic advertising. You know, which mm. wasn't the most exciting thing for me at the time, but it taught me, you know, I have to sell uh, my product. And a lot of it, you know, for me was selling myself. Yeah. So when I really spent, you know, the time to pitch myself and my work and my photography, everything came natural to me because I'm used to stepping into a room, you know, of all white people, all white men and, and selling myself and selling my product. Um, and that's what I continue to do as a transition into photography. So, so a lot of things came natural to me. So I was able to build my own website because I had familiarity in tech. You know, I was able to, you know, pitch myself and create these creative briefs because I was doing that for my job in the past. And if I needed to, you know, attend an event to get my name out there, you know, I had experience, you know, hosting my own events. Um, mm -hmm. And that lent itself to, you know, a lot of my earlier gigs as an event photographer. I knew that, you know, we, we got to get the table setting <laughs> because I know somebody spent money and time on that. So, you know, those types of things kind of let themselves to photography and it was a, just a convergence especially the time where we were in the culture in terms of the crescendo of black art you know the end of the obama administration and we were kind of looking for you know different ways that we can inspire ourselves as black people um you know and the natural hair movement that kind of grew and my photography linked itself to that movement in 2016 2017 so it was a lot of convergence of of a, a lot of different factors uh in america yeah I love it. You know, one of the things in your bio, I must say, if I'm if I'm not not calling you out, but it does say New York based photographer. We still is this are there any edits that need to take place or I got to update my website. Yeah, I just moved to L.A. Uh, Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Happy to be here in uh, Los Angeles. I will say, though, I, I you know, New York is my favorite city in the planet and Nice. My life goal is to to make it in New York, right? So I, eventually, I may be back in New York, but um, you know, the West Coast is nice, and it's lending yeah. itself too. <laughs> it's lending itself. There's more business out here for me right now. So you know, my family and I moved out here uh, earlier this month, and we're excited about the new beginnings here in the West Coast. 
I love it. For trust me, we'll show a little clip for the people at home watching. His, his melanin is popping a little bit more uh, brighter. We see. So the the West Coast must be doing <laughs> something nice. Do you miss anything about New York so far, though? Just like you're like, ah, oh, miss this bagel, or ah, oh, I miss this, or. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I left New York, it was 40 degrees and now, now I'm logging into, uh, you know, my socials and I'm seeing 80 degree days and mm. people that in Brooklyn at the Brock parties. I'm like, wow, you know, I really miss I really miss New York already. The hustle and bustle of it. But, you know, I have to give L.A. a chance. Absolutely. Um, and the thing about it is, you know, I'm fortunate to be at the level of my career where I know I'm going to be back and forth between New York and Los Angeles. A lot of my peer group is a lot of my friends are. So, you know, it's really just where I'm getting my mail right now and the thing i love about new york is it'll always be there for me when i come back um, yeah so I, I the i think new york is one of the few cities that inspires people in a way like even people who have lived in new york city for decades when they're crossing that bridge you just kind of hear alicia keys singing concrete jungle you know like um <laughs> it's where dreams are made of it's, an, it's such an inspiring city um, and it's a great place for me to people watch. And I get a lot of inspiration by just watching uh, people live their lives. And you see so much of that in New York. You have no choice, whether it be on the train or walking on the sidewalk. So, you know, it's a beautiful city that will always have my heart. For yeah. sure. You know, you mentioned something early on, which, you know, obviously everyone knows Mark C uh, for not only you being the phenomenal photographer that you are today, but your early beginnings, I think, just are just so intriguing as you being a graphic designer and you having your, you know, doing uh, event promotion. Um, you were ultimately, I think, not I think, you kind of were ahead of the curve with content curation. Um, can you walk the people through urbanfresh.com? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I can. So, Urban Fresh. So <laughs> this is an amazing question. Urbanfresh.com is because um, we wanted to come back. The people right, it, it might, you know, it might make a comeback. You know, um, Urbanfresh.com started uh, when I moved to New York. Um, I'm brand new from Florida. I had no idea what was going on. You know. Um, I worked at a tech company, so there were a few black people in my office. I'm like, there has to be like other black people in tech or other yeah. black professionals that are new to the city. So like, let me make a website to kind of curate the type of events that I would want to go to. And in that, I was able to use that as a vehicle to meet a whole lot of people in the event promotions industry. And just also, I'd be able to identify, you know, a good time for people like me. So I was able to, you know. I'm the type of person I like to go to like trap karaoke and a Broadway show and find the best sushi uh, downtown, right? So I wanted to curate all these elements and I just called it uh, Urban Fresh. And it's a funny story, without Urban Fresh, I wouldn't be a photographer because I would kind of mm -hmm. like search Tumblr and stuff and find images and put like the Urban Fresh logo and the photographers would be like, hey man, don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'll just take my own. So I started taking my own pictures with my iPhone wow. um, for the website. And then I realized, hmm, I'm having, actually, I'm having more fun uh, making the photos for the website than actually curating the events. And so I pe eventually picked up my Canon camera and I've been running with Canon ever since. So it's been, been a wild ride. So everfresh.com, I, I wonder if it still even works, but um, yeah, it was, it was early beginnings in my artistic exploration as an adult. And uh, you know, it was definitely a stepping stone for me as a creative. I love that. I feel like that's beautiful because, you know, sometimes as creative individuals, we often do so many different things. And I think that one of the things that I learned, which I think may be proof to your experience is like leaning into what you are really, really good at and like running with it, you know? Right. So 
that's exciting. But you know, I mean, hey, you, you never know. You 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 changing up on us. You in LA, so we, we may <laughs> we may have urbanfresh.com come back. So we are looking for it. Yeah, we stay tuned. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I am excited because you have made it to the point of the show where now we run into a game. So the I'm next ready. game is called You Can Get With This or You Can Get With That. And it's a custom game that I do for every guest. So yours obviously is around photography. I'll give you two things to kind of decide from, and you'll just kind of pick one. It's not any big thinking behind it. It's just kind of what you're maybe feeling today. And we'll dive into some of them. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Filters or no filter? Filters. Okay. All right. Well, we're we're wrong with that. And you anything behind it or? Oh, you want me to elaborate? I'm sorry. I thought it was like a speed round. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. Okay. Filters. Well, because sometimes you know your your eye and your imagination see things better in person. Sometimes you want to get that across in the image. You know, you only have but a four by five square on your phone a lot of times. So I like to use filters to. You know, if I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm looking at the green grass interact with the, the blue sky and water, I want to make sure that translates through to the screen. So I like to add a little spice and seasoning to my photos to make sure we're telling the story what it felt like to see that. You know? Okay, awesome. We'll take that. I use a couple of I use a couple of filters, and you know, maybe I you know got a couple of things going on. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Digital or film? Oh man, that's this is the toughest thing. I'm going, to, you know what? I'm gonna go digital. A lot okay. of people, a lot of people are film purists. I love shooting film. I think that um, film really has a texture that cannot be recreated. But I love the flexibility of digital. Um, you know, it's free to develop. <laughs> um, it allows me to be. Um, more risky and experiment more with digital, uh, with you know instant feedback. So I, I would say digital. All right, headshot or full body? Headshot, headshot. I think you know a lot of people speak through their eyes, and I want to see the right. detail of their faces. So headshot. Got it. Tyra taught them well. A lot of smizing going on. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, and uh, finally, last one: studio or outdoors? Hmm, I'm gonna say studio because studio, you can build a set, you could pretend you're outside, you have full control, you don't have to worry as much about the sun going in and out. So I'll say studio, more controlled environment. All right, love it. You all heard it here first with Mark C. You know, Mark, I was going through your IG feed, which I literally do every day, but especially <laughs> for this interview, and I'm just wondering, like, damn, I mean, come on. I was curious, man, what's the scariest project that you took on to date? that you actually got done but you're just like whoo i did that wow the scariest project all projects are scary for me um mm -hmm. because i don't i want to do it right you know yeah you know, so many times people are recommending me for jobs and i want to make sure that I'm, I'm a strong recommendation from them but i think there was one shoot that i did for for cadillac i'll say the name for cadillac um and i was like yeah i'll produce it yeah i'll shoot it and yeah, I'll put it the whole thing together and I <laughs> there's a bit off a lot more than I can chew initially. I didn't realize I had to block off the street in New York City, which is not an easy thing to do with insurance and permitting. I had to get a trailer for the talent and, you know, I had to get drivers for the cars. And there's a lot of legal things that are associated with taking photos of somebody in a car, whether their seatbelt is on and their hands are 10 and 2. Um, so I didn't sleep for 
a few days to make sure I got everything done. And, you know, fortunately, I was able to see it through and the client was happy. Um, another point of clarification, I'll just remix. I just thought of one that was even more scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, 2021 Met Gala was oh my goodness. The, the scariest uh, thing that I've encountered because it was a mad house. We were at the Carlisle hotel in manhattan you know famous marilyn monroe and i would stay there before the um so like i would be standing in between russell westbrook and and Haley and justin bieber uh while we were shooting uh, jack harlow um and jeremy o'harris and we were shooting them at the at the same time and i was working as a director and a photographer and we only had an hour and a half while you know all kinds of commotion was going on paparazzi and fans so i think that was the scariest job but it was also the most exciting because i really got to see you know behind the curtain uh at the met gala so that was really great man talk about amazing i mean i think that the reason why i asked you that is because you know so often i think that sometimes you have to dream and think bigger you know than yourself and with yeah. that you are really walking in the footsteps of i think the greats i mean we think about people like gordon parks to where now they have a body of work that we can all look at and really understand their legacy when you continue to grow as a photographer and now as you continue to look at your photography what do you want your legacy to be and how do you see it evolving yeah you know Legacy is the thing that's come up a lot. You know, I think that um, it's almost too early for me to think about my legacy. Uh, I think right now, I just want to think about um, the work that I'm making now and I already know I'm part of a, I'm a small part of a very large fabric of black photographers and black artists. And I'm just thankful to be part of this new renaissance that is happening. So for me, I just want to contribute what I can contribute. And in time, I think, you know, you know, um, society and my my daughter and my family will be able to kind of determine that legacy. Like even when I talk about my work, I like to lay it all out and then yeah. connect dots. So I still feel like I got a lot left. Absolutely. Uh, make. Of course, no, I, I feel like I got a lot left to make. And like, when I talk about legacy, like it's still being built. It's um, and it's still being lifted by uh, the peers around me working as photographers, as creative directors, as artisans, you know. So um, I'm just happy that, you know, I have a legacy to be pouring into. Like, I know I'm walking in a path that is is mine and solely mine. And it's very gratifying to know that I'm making things that will be uh, around after I'm gone. So I think in, in some ways you know, the foundation of that legacy is built and I feel great about it. And now it's just about me trying to fulfill my potential. I love it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, talk about ex executed to the highest caliber ever uh, yeah. degree. You know, we talked about legacy and I know that you just mentioned that you have a lot more to, to live and to do, which I'm excited about because I'm just like, well, sheesh, if this is, <laughs> if this is, if this is only the beginning, I don't even want to know what's next because I'm really yeah. excited. But you know, um, in saying that, you're also still growing. What is something that you feel that you have gotten better at recently as a photographer? Who gotten better? Asking for help. Mm. I've gotten I've gotten <laughs> yeah. better. That's real. At asking for help, not even like technical help, but like you know, mind, body, spirit help, like. You know, I'm a I'm a freelancer. Like photographers are largely freelancers, and so 
you know, I'm running my own business. And when I'm having a bad day, my the business must go on. So, you know, really reaching out to friends and asking them, you know, and reaching out to them, see one, how they're feeling and, and have, I might have questions about like how they're managing their mornings, mm-hmm. you know, how they're managing staying disciplined when everything is sort of ambiguous and the constant balance between art and commerce um, is really difficult because I got to do the shoots that make me money. And I also have to do the shoots that make me happy. And a lot of times that doesn't always mean I'm making money on the ones that make me happy. So asking for help in those things and, 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 and tutorials about how I can streamline and optimize my business as an artist as well. So those are the things that, you know, I'm continuing to learn. And as an artist and photographer, like I'm really proud of the way that I'm able to um, explore um, and try different things. Like if you look at my work, it's, you know, I do a little bit of everything. I'll shoot inside, outside, super artsy, commercial, and just my ability to not be afraid of switching it up, you know, project to project is something I'm learning to step into and yeah. not really be so locked into a specific look that defines Mark C. I just want, just, I just spoke to my, spoke about myself in third person, but like no. <laughs> a look that defines like what people perceive as Mark C. But me as Mark Clinton, you know, I just want to uh, continue to explore and do that. I'm learning to step into um, making the things that I, I like and not really considering what other people may like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, though, because, I mean, do you feel like there is a, a separation between Mark Clinton and Mark C? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, um, not much of a separation. It's just my my Instagram name just became something that people knew me by. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I took uh, some protest images in 2020, you know, I became like a well, you know, I went from like a well-known photographer to like a globally known photographer and that's where like Mark C and Mark Clinton started to separate a little bit for me in my mind because you know there was some times where I'm like okay like you know what do these these new eyeballs what do they want from me do they, do they all want more of the same or do y'all want like what did you what do you come here for like what do you want to see from me and that was very difficult for me creatively because you know, pretty much everybody that was looking at my stuff, I knew, and I'm very fortunate to know a lot of people. <laughs> but when it, you know, got broadcasted globally, some of the images that I made, it really was, um, I really had to take a moment to sit back and think about what it is I want to be as a creative and, you know, how will I approach the work that I'm making? Because I, I know that I'm going to alienate some people because people came to my page in 2020 for news. You know, but I do so much more than news and current events. Like I want to tell the totality of what it means to be black. And, you know, most days we're not protesting, you know, you know, most days we're, you know, at home, uh, loving on our family, arguing, forgiving, you know? Um, And so, you know, I had to grapple with, you know, deciding what it is I wanted to do moving forward. And, you know, it's been two years and it's still a process that I'm working through. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine the battle. I mean, especially from any freelancer or I think entrepreneur, I think I I think that there's a level of empathy that is being missed on social media, forgetting that so many of those people, I think about like yous and the lovies of the world and just so many people like, you know, where so much of that is your business of who you are as an individual, but it's like, damn, I'm a person outside of all this. Right. Like, you know, I got things going on. Yeah. So, 
just give me some breathing space. So yeah, I think it's great. Cause I mean, trust me, I've run into some people and they're like, oh yeah, Mark C did that. And I'm like, I love hearing that because there's obviously a set separation between like you as the brand and then like you at home. Um, right. And maybe it's that second half that you actually have to dive into more in order to fuel what you're doing for your business. So right. Yeah, I, I get that for sure. Uh, trust me, my, my my close friends is tight. I think I got you on my close friends. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't, you, you got to have me now. Everybody, everybody can't get the green circle, Mark. Everybody yeah. just green, can't. Get green circle is rare, you know? Green yeah. circle is rare. Oh. You were chosen. Oh, man. So listen, you know, I, I think with that being said, you know, I think you you did talk about like the, the the wear and tear that I think it takes and also just how long you have been doing it. Um, one of the things that I've been asking every single guest, we're calling season three, the refill uh, you needed mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, a dose of black joint caffeine. I've been doing this podcast now for three years. And so what's the one thing that you think black people need, black community, creatives, photographers, advertising community need a refill of? If there was one thing you're like, we all need a refill of this, what would it be? We need a refill of silence. We need a refill of silence. I think, you know, there's a reason why so many people get their best ideas in the shower because you can't be on your phone on the shower. You can't be on, you can't be chatting it up on the shower. You can't have anything in your headphones in the shower. Um, and I feel like, you know, I contribute to this as well, but like, I, you know, I wake up, you know, I pull out my phone and it's like, the timeline is moving and, you know, we kind of get sucked into this and you get yeah. texted, you hear about such and such or, you know, uh, layoffs here, this, that, and other. Like people are having all these opinions as, as things are coming up. But I feel like, you know, just silence and, you know, eyes closed, deep breath as a community, um, especially as we're seeing all of these things happen in the news, these, these travesties in Buffalo and et cetera, you know, and, you know, we're asked to make comment on this right away, you know, in our workplace or on our sets. And I feel like a lot of times we as people aren't afforded, you know, the ability to just be silent with ourselves and to consider where we are. And a lot of times we kind of get lost in the shuffle of noise. And I feel like for us as people, if we were just had an opportunity for just a quiet space, a quiet meditative breath, um, you know, I think we'll all be better off. Wow. I'll take that. Definitely. You heard it there first, a refill of silence. You know, um, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Mm. I wonder if most of that is just based on the generation that we grew up in, you yeah. know, understanding that there, there's always been an always on uh, mentality. Uh, so we also have uh, Siobhan Messiah on this season um, as well. She's also at Twitter. But one of the things that she mentioned, you know, that black people need a refill of is just like not always having to be on, you know, right. Man, I, I love that. There's this, uh, it feels like we're, we're reshaping and remolding the narrative, which I think is a, a beautiful thing. So I think that you are really adding to the narrative of a lot of the refills that I've heard throughout the season. Um, so that's exciting. Great. Definitely. Um, so you're in LA, huge congratulations, uh, to you, um, on that. 
I want to know um, what are some of the things that are already just, and I know you haven't been there that long, but what are some of the things that have already been inspiring you so far? Obviously, besides the palm trees and the weather, is there already things that are just kind of fueling your creative juices? Um, you know, yesterday I went to Inglewood to this, this soul food place and it was like a long wait, a long wait in the line right outside. Yeah. Now you're gonna now you're gonna make me get macaroni and cheese after this podcast. I had macaroni, I had leftover macaroni and cheese for breakfast today. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> still, still eating leftovers. Yeah, still eating leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nice, yeah, kind of get a little solid. It was great. But I always say if, if macaroni and cheese doesn't fall off my plate and hit the floor and it's not still together, then that's not the right macaroni. <laughs> Send it back to the kitchen. Send it back, yeah. Um and so it was, we were waiting in line and like it was a conversation amongst us in line, maybe like five or six people just chatting it up. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is this one happened in New York. No, not at all. Um, and so this was a group of us black folks just chatting it up. Uh, and we didn't feel like we were in a particular rush. And there was a little bit less of the hustle uh, order. You know, in New York, you have to have your order ready, you know, three or four people ahead of you, you know, yeah. and the person that, yo, what you got? You done? Okay. So like, it just felt like more familial to me, like, um, you know, from Florida originally. So just, I'm enjoying the pace uh, and the sunshine and the drives on the PCH, uh, you know, beautiful. So, so far I'm really liking it. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. You know, I mentioned, you know, Mark, that we met in 2017 and obviously you were then what, I think you were, in New York, coming from Florida, now you're in LA, you've done all these amazing things uh, to date. What has been the one thing that has like, just kept you consistent throughout all these years? I mean, I can only imagine probably that five to six years of us meeting, but also you being an entrepreneur probably feels like 60. How do you remain consistent during, during just that time period? Because I'm sure that there are a lot of aspiring, you know, photographers that are listening or that are thinking about doing the same thing, leaving their tech job. They just want to jump into something full time. I think gratitude is the thing that keeps me consistent because I always had to remind myself I was not happy in my job before. And like, I am so lucky to be able to make a living from my art. You know, yeah. like that's one of the most fortunate things. Uh, in the world is to kind of make a living off of your passion. So I keep having to remind myself, like, I'm so lucky to be able to do this for a living. I have a profession that I can explain to my grandma very easily. Before I'm like, okay, programmatic advertising grandma, you have a website, <laughs> you, have, you know, you have your RPMs and you have to be above the phone. Now I'm gonna say I'm a photographer and boom, it clicks, she got it, you know, and I can show her a billboard that I have, like, oh, I made this billboard. So like, yeah, I appreciate like the show and tell of my art form um and, and gratitude really drives it to me because i want to continue to do this um i want to continue to be able to do this so you know once i started leaning into the gratitude you know clients are clients you know at times but like i, I have to remind myself i'm so lucky to be able to 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 create for a living and 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 try out ideas and experiment for a living yeah yeah and I mean, you will continue to do it as long as you have people like me to where if you hear it or not, but it's always like, yeah, you know, any photographers, I'm like, oh yeah, Mark Clinton. I don't even care what it is. I'm pretty sure even at home, Mark, 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 you probably type person like, why did the dude send this to me knowing that I, I don't even ask budgets. It could be probably a penny now, but I'm like, I should probably start asking nowadays. <laughs> like, yeah. a I'm like, <laughs> but your name is always the first photographer that I mentioned because I think you're just 
amazing at what you do and how you have been doing it. So new, fresh to the timeline, I would love for you to walk the people at home through these new photos from YG. I mean, how stunning. Yeah, no, the YG shoot was great. I shot that in February. Um, and big shout out to YG and his team for allowing me to, to, to experiment. So I did a lot of experimental things uh, in that shoot. You know, we did some light painting. We, you know, we put the studio red. Um, it was really um, a good exercise and like working with an artist and really seeing that vision through and you know he's reached out to me since then we've exchanged messages and we're going to hopefully do some more in the future but um you know that shoot allowed me to really explore uh creativity it's for ink magazine so it's already like artist focus is for you know tattoo artists mm -hmm. uh, and so he and i we chatted about you know our first tattoos and what they meant for us and i really wanted to do lighting that lent itself to the tattoos so that's why i knew i wanted to do some light painting to really highlight the tattoos in a very like psychedelic way and show him almost as a superhero because yg is like if you look at yg you know who it is right so he's, he's very much so like a modern you know fashion uh rap icon in a lot of ways and you know he's contributed so much to you know with great songs like fdt with nipsey hustle and you know grammy nominated album so it's really cool and really timely that you know, it released like a, a classic LA artist um, shoot comes out the same month that I moved to Los Angeles. So mm -hmm. it was really great. So a shout out to uh, you know my agents and uh, his team for putting that together. And hopefully it's the beginning of a, a continued work with Universal and YG. I love it. Mark, you got the sauce. And I think that you already know that. I mean, but there's always that secret sauce. What would you say is the secret sauce that you feel a lot of, whether it's clients or brands, are always going to get when working with Mark C? Because it seems like you have really, truly found your voice. When It's, some, it's hard for some photographers to do when working with clients. I hate that term, but working yeah. with other people. What's the one thing that, as a photographer, you always try to bring? Yeah, you know, try to bring my full self. I try to bring my full self, my full Pensacola, Florida, Bavard County, Florida <laughs> self, you know. And, you know, with every shoot, you know, I arrive without my camera uh, just to talk and, and connect with the person that I'm, you know, working with, doing the research to make sure that if there's any points we can connect to each other, I'm making them. Um, and really, yeah, just me. Everybody is their own secret sauce. And I just bring my full self and my full interest uh, to, you know, the work that I do. And I think it lends, I'm just really into everything. I'm into tech. I'm into culture. I love reading long form uh, articles about the most random things, you know, the evolution of comedy or technology. Like I, I have such a wide interest in the people I meet, you know, I'm bound to find a connection somehow with some of the things that I'm very interested in. So, you know, that's the secret sauce. And it's really the, you know, when I meet somebody, I try to find specific things about them that make them unique and fall in love with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I try to fall in love with everybody in every shoot just to make sure that I'm giving them um, images that speak to their true selves. So yeah, I bring myself. I love it. And I feel like so much of you is obviously where you're originally from, which you mentioned Florida. Uh, in your household, were you kind of the quote-unquote only creative individual, or did you also grow up in a creative household? I think that I think I had a lot of creative individuals in my family. I just don't think you know. I my generation is probably the first generation to be able to 
exercise those dreams. Like I stand on the shoulders of my my grandparents and my mother and my father and my other mother. And so like, you know, my my grandfather is like a really amazing painter. Wow. He's like painting in his off time. I'm like, you painted this? You know? I'm like, wow. But like he never got the opportunity to pursue that full time as an artist because 1960s mm-hmm. black, black immigrant man like there's yeah. other things that he had to deal with whereas me i'm standing on the shoulders of you know second generation trinidadian jamaican where i'm afforded these opportunities and i'm afforded these opportunities to make risk because i know like my family you know i didn't you know i was probably born you know we were on food stamps but you know, my family is doing well um and so i know a lot of it is privileged because i was able to quit my job and risk it even though i never asked my parents for money or asked my family for uh, a safety net i built my own but at the same time i knew if i spent all my cash i wouldn't be homeless you know, I had to yeah. go um so i really do have to thank um you know the shoulders that i'm standing on in terms of like my family and how they've contributed so like i'm a manifestation to all their creativity because you know the sacrifices that they made you know so um but yeah my grandfather's a great painter absolutely and i think okay maybe some of that brain made its way to me and the bald head so he gave me he gave me baldness (laughs) and creativity so i appreciate you papa (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i mean you know i know we talked about like being consistent but that's that's a beautiful story to hear because i i know from even me myself i always try to dig deeper generations uh behind me in mm-hmm. order and that's what keeps me going every single day is mm-hmm. and just the sacrifices that they made and or things that they're doing where it's just like there was possibly a, a lack of education there to where i'm just like ah, this world is trash sometimes yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're here to make it better. We're working to make it better. You know? We are definitely working to make it better. Yeah. We're going to do that on a dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Mm-hmm. So we are about to wrap up, but I always like to, just as we leave, is there anything that you have coming up? I know it's tough in this industry to mention anything, but if not that, where's the best place for people to continue to follow your amazing work, Mark? Yeah, I have a lot of things coming up. Um, you know, I'm currently auctioning uh, one of my pieces with Phillips very soon that so is that, amazing congratulations yeah. thank well, you. hand claps in the edit for yeah. that thank you yeah so that that's happening in london um and then you know i have some remaining pieces if anybody's hearing this i, I have some pieces for the namic i would love to be in the smithsonian i feel like i have some images that really speak to 2020 so you know that's all my long-term goal when we talk about legacy is to be in the namic um you know museum african-american history i think is uh a life goal of mine and other than that you can find me on instagram mark m-a-r-k dot c and my website is markclennon.com m-a-r-k clennon like john lennon with a c in the front markclennon.com you can find me there mark thank you so much for being on the show and as always thank you all for joining me on another episode of a dose of black joy and caffeine we'll be back next week and please remember to stay safe and that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I'm a do. Take care.